You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. If this is your first time listening in, I am the host, Isaac Watson, and we are already uh, closing out on January of 2021. So, man, I, I, I mean, I... I think this year is going to go by a little faster than last year. 2020 lasted about three years. So uh, <laughs> so I'm just glad um, that uh, that this month has been moving along smoothly uh, and uh, that God has been faithful. God has been good. Um, I want to take this time, you all, and just thank all of my listeners, uh, everyone who takes the time to download Church Talk with Isaac to share it. Um, those of you who send it to um, people that you know would 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 uh, appreciate and enjoy this content. Um, thank you so much for that. And uh, like I always do, I want to encourage you. If this is your first time listening, or if you just have not done it just yet, I want you to take a moment and rate Church Talk with Isaac. Go ahead and give me a rating uh, based upon uh, how you have received from uh, these podcast episodes. And um, we've been doing them for a little over a year now, and hopefully some of you had an opportunity to take advantage. Uh, of my book, Access Granted, Unlocking Your Potential as an Intercessor that I actually made available for free last week um, as a uh, just as a thank you uh, for you all rocking with me for a full year. Um, so I, I think that promotion is no longer available, um, but you can still purchase Access Granted on Amazon or from my website, uh, and if you get it from my website, I'll be more than happy to send you a signed copy from wherever um, you are ordering from. Um, so, yeah, take a moment and go ahead and rate Church Talk with Isaac. And I will also love it if you could leave a review just to uh, just just share a couple words uh, about how Church Talk with Isaac, how this platform has been a benefit to you, how you have enjoyed it. Um, whatever comments you want to leave, uh, I'm more than happy to receive it. And I also, before I move on to the topic, I want to encourage you all to send me in some topics that you would like for me to um, to cover as well. I'll be more than happy to cover your topics um, that you send in. So, again, take a moment and do that, even if you have to pause um, this episode for a few moments so that you can actually write a review and rate it. That's more than OK. And then you can just pick back up uh, after you've done so. Today, I want to I want to deal with a subject matter um, that I believe uh, actually influences and it impacts our ideology, our ideas and what we believe about our authority uh, in the earth and what we actually have received um, through the finished work through Jesus Christ. And I want to open up this thought out of Isaiah 64 and one. Let's talk about what it means to have an open heaven. All right, Isaiah 64, verse 1. It says, Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down. I'm just going to read that one phrase. Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down. And typically, I've seen this as a prayer, as a declaration um, that God would open up the heavens. And let me just tell you, if you've never heard the phrase an open heaven or um, we are wanting God to open the heavens on our behalf, um, an open heaven signifies access. It represents access to the heavens. It represents uh, oftentimes is signified by rain and uh, it, it can represent abundance. 
It can represent resources. It can represent favor. It can represent um, uh, uh, revival, miracles, healing, uh, prosperity. Um, when God opens the heavens over your life, uh, uh, there is there is a there is a time, an appointed time, and uh, an appointed time frame where what you need is made available to you, regardless of what it is. Um, just depending on the context of what you may be praying or asking God for. So typically an open heaven is signified by many of those things. I want to actually challenge uh, some of what we have taught and some of what we have been taught regarding the open heavens. Um, because when we look at Isaiah chapter 64, verse one, the prayer is that God would open the heavens or that God would rend the heavens. And to rend means to tear uh, open that God would tear open the heavens and that he would come down. And one of the things that I want to say about that is that was a prayer that Isaiah was praying that honestly, and, and just hear me out, honestly, I don't believe we have to pray uh, for today. And I'm going to give you some scripture as to why I don't believe that we should have to pray that prayer today. Um, but let me make this statement. I don't believe that we have to pray for an open heaven because as a as a believer, as a new covenant believer, one who is in Christ, I'm going to tell you that you should live under an open heaven. The open heaven should not be an event. The open heaven should be a reality that you live according to. Let me say that again. An open heaven should not be an event in time, but the open heaven should be a reality. It should be a realm, a truth that you live from. If you look at Mark chapter one, verses nine and 10, it says uh, in verse nine, it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Verse 10, and immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. So Jesus was baptized by John. And when he was coming up from the water, the heavens began to part. And then the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove. Now, let me say this. When it says that the heavens parted or or, or Jesus saw the heavens parting, literally that word part is the same word or transliteration from the Hebrew, um, but transliterated into the Greek uh, meaning or translated into the Greek meaning to rend or to tear violently open. So literally what Jesus is saying is that he saw the heavens torn violently open and from the heavens descended uh, the, the Holy Spirit upon him like a dove. I, I believe that the heavens were opened up over Jesus's life for him to fully walk in the manifestation of his public ministry, his public ministry um, at the moment of his baptism. The baptism is what initiated his public ministry where he began to go forth preaching the gospel of the kingdom. It was imperative that he was baptized by John the Baptist because John the Baptist was the, the forerunner um, um, in preparing the way for this gospel, the gospel of the kingdom to be preached. John went before Jesus preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And after he, after he baptized Jesus, Jesus began to continue on that gospel. 
um, and his public ministry began. But the initiation, the beginning point of that public ministry being the baptism, it was signified. It was uh, uh, the sign that the time was now was after he was baptized and was coming up from the water that the that that God rent the heavens or God violently tore the heavens open over Jesus's life. Now, one thing that I believe is interesting to note is that we never see anything in scripture that indicates that the heavens ever closed back over Jesus's life. I believe once the heavens were opened over his life, that they remained open over his life and that he he lived and ministered under an open heaven. His life was signified by one that was the byproduct or one that resided uh, uh, under an open heaven. Um, I believe, again, the heavens were opened over Jesus at the moment of his baptism. So we can look and we say, well, what about us? How does that relate to us today? All right. If you look at if you look at Matthew chapter 27, verse 51, this is a moment in time after Jesus. uh, uh, He's at the cross. He's on the cross. He's given his last breath. And then it says, then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. So Matthew 27, what we see is that the veil was torn in two. Not only was it just ripped, it says that it was torn into that word torn is the same word where we get the word rent from or torn violently into the same thing that we saw happen at Jesus's baptism with the heavens being torn violently into uh, um, violently into what the veil represented was separation between mankind and God. We had to see God through a veil, meaning that the way that we saw God, the way that we experienced God is limited. It was limited by the veil. We did not have a complete full access to him unless we went through the priest at the time of sacrificing every year. And what the veil being torn represented was the institution of a new priesthood. It represented the old, um, um, the old way, the old covenant being torn, uh, uh, and and a new covenant being instituted, where we no longer see God behind a veil, but now we can see God face to face. We no longer have access to God through a veil, but now we have complete access to God. In other words, it signified an open heaven. I believe the heavens was opened up over Jesus at his at his baptism. And I believe that the heavens were opened up over us, those who are in Christ Jesus, those who receive Christ Jesus uh, um, um, at the moment uh, of his death at Calvary, at the tearing of the veil in Matthew 27 and in the other Gospels as well. I stopped praying for an open heaven a long time ago. I believe that the prayers for an open heaven, honestly, is an old covenant technology. Because now under the new covenant, one of the things that we have to ask ourselves is why do we have to pray for something that has already been made available to us? Can I, can, come on. This is something you really got to think about. Why do we have to pray for something that was already made available to us? Whoever lives in Jesus lives under an open heaven. Under the new covenant, Jesus, listen to me, Jesus actually becomes the open heaven. Whoever is in Christ, we have all things pertaining to life and to godliness. And one of the things that we have to understand is that now that doesn't mean 
Um, honestly, I believe that the open heaven is a is not an issue of what God has supplied or what God has done. But I believe that the open heaven or even us having access to certain things is a matter of revelation. It's a matter of revelation, meaning uh, if you lack revelation in the finished work or if you lack revelation in what God has done, it will be um, it will be something that is displayed or that becomes evident in and through your life. But as we gain revelation, as we as we gain a greater knowledge, a greater understanding of what has been made available to us through the life, death, resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ, then we have all things pertaining to life and godliness. We can live according to the fullness of the spirit of God and nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible for those who believe in him. So in times of uh, let's let's even say intercession or prayer or there may be moments where it just seems like things are are um, are are more difficult or things may be difficult in certain seasons or even in worship or in praise during our corporate gatherings. It just seems like uh, it just seems like uh, the atmosphere is rough. The atmosphere is 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 really tough where uh, is very difficult to break through. Um, and it doesn't feel like there's an open heaven. Let me tell you this. Jesus is an open heaven. But the atmosphere is not necessarily predicated upon what comes out of the heavens. Then an, an atmosphere, whether it's in a church service, whether it's in your home, whether it's at your workplace, um, whether it's in the streets, wherever it may be. The atmosphere that is created is not predicated upon what comes down out of the heavens, but literally the people are the atmosphere. You are are the atmosphere because the heavens listen to me the heavens and the kingdom of god is just not an external reality it is actually primarily an internal reality you carry the culture of the kingdom meaning because you are in christ jesus you literally because he is the open heaven and you are in him you you are literally um the atmosphere the culture that you carry determines the atmosphere you experience and that's what we have to understand the culture that you carry determines the atmosphere you experience so when you have a, a tough environments or atmospheres or it just seems you are in you know you walk into a place and it's depressing you walk into a church and there's and and there's absolutely uh, a, a no anointing, no oil, or seemingly is not, is not because God is not moving. It's not because God is not doing anything. It's because the people may be hardened. The people's hearts may be hardened. There may be ignorance to revelation, revelation to what we have access to. Um, we have not been, uh, um, um, we have become a spiritually lethargic, um, apathetic, uh, uh, blinded in certain instances, but the moment that we begin to understand what has been made available to us, the moment we understand that we carry the culture of the kingdom on the inside of us is the moment we understand that doesn't matter what environment we step into. We have the power. We have the authority to change the current, to change the temperature, to change the atmosphere of wherever we are. So I don't pray for an open heaven. I live under an open heaven. I am the I am the byproduct. I am a recipient of an of the open heaven because Jesus has made that heaven available to me. When the heavens were open, I don't believe that it was ever sold back up. When the veil was torn, 
I don't believe spiritually that it could ever be untorn and put back together. It was torn that we'll have full access. So I want to encourage you today to walk in your authority, to walk and understand the access that you have been given. Whatever you've been praying for, whatever you've been believing God for, believe that you have access to an open heaven. And sometimes that open heaven does not mean that things will just happen or fall into your lap. But it does mean that God will give you the revelation um, that God will give you the insight that you will carry the intuition that you will carry the presence um, in order to see a thing come to pass, to see a thing manifest according to God's plan, according to God's will. So listen, I hope this episode encouraged you. I encourage you to share it. Uh, also, write a review uh, and leave a com- uh, um, um, leave a rating. Give me a rating. And I greatly appreciate it. Listen, uh, I'm Isaac Watson. I pray you all have a great rest of your week. You all be blessed. And until next time, I'll see you later. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends, family and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.